This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Here we are kicking off hour number two of unnecessary roughness. I love how that sounds, by the way. Hour number two, and it's only two o'clock. Going strong until four o'clock. We'll pass the sticks on to Vinny Bonsignor. In the huddle, he'll be live at the TI, Treasure Island, Golden Circle Sportsbook. Really good place to hang out on a Friday night. He'll have all kind of prizes with him, so make sure you go check him out, hang out, listen to some good sports talk. And uh, dibble and dabble. Go play that triple-double diamond for your boy. That's all I ask. Just go play triple-double diamond. I, I was at, where was I? I think last Friday, I was at Mandalay Bay. Yeah, I went to Mandalay Bay. It was for the Aces game. Remember, I went right after here. Yep, yep. And when I left... Uh, I ran into my guy, Jason. Uh, Jason, he he hangs out with us quite a bit at, you know, Treasure Island, or he'll come out on Saturdays to the Rockstar, or wherever. Jason's a good dude, uh, him and his him and his girl, Demi. Anyway, I ran into them after the Aces game, and, uh, you know, we had a couple drinks, and then I said, man, I got to get to the house. But before I get to the house, I got to go hit that triple-double diamond real quick. That's that's my machine of choice, triple-double diamond. Now, it wasn't very friendly to me, Damon, but that's okay. It's all right. You know. Hey, speaking of diamonds, you watched that baseball game last night? Come on, bro. Are you serious? I just want to know. What you know you I did. Oh, man. I thought that that was a terrible way to end the did game. Did you think it was a swing, though? No, hell no. It wasn't a swing. That was a check swing. That was a, check, that was a textbook check swing. You know what? And look, I, don't think he pull, I don't think he pulled up fast enough. I, oh, I think, man. I think, hey, man. that ump's getting a lot of grief, man. and I'm on the ump side. I stand with the ump. Of course you stand with the ump. <laughs> Good call. You just want to be seen. What's that mean? I'm not being seen. You are. If I'm you on, stand I'm with on. the ump, everyone, all eyes are on the ump because that was a bad call. I now think I think the call. Dodgers still win the game. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I still, I, I don't. It didn't. It's not the reason they lost, but that's not. You cannot end an epic series like that. You just can't. That's that's awful. That is just awful. Very anticlimactic, but the ump made the right call. No, yeah. Okay. You made the right call. Go on with that. Go on. Get down the road with that. Coming up at 2.15, we'll do our NFL pick-ems. We did last night's game. Uh, me, you, and Vinny all picked Tampa Bay to win that game. They did. They, they got the dub over Philadelphia, so we start out 1-0 on the week. But we'll pick the rest of the games. We'll do that at 2.15. Then at 2.30, uh, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. She'll join us to talk all things UNLV. Uh, excited about that conversation. We'll talk some football, and, of course, we'll talk some basketball as well. But right here, I uh, got some text messages, and I obviously want to hear from you as well on the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Want to know what your keys to the game are this uh, Sunday? What do the Raiders need to do out there in Denver to come away with the victory? Definitely want to hear from you. Hit us up. And, of course, the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Got a lot of text messages that I'll get to real quick. Uh, talking about the the cutback, the Raiders and their struggles uh, stopping the, def- the, the run game last week. That cutback's been there because the Raiders' DNs aren't crashing down to cut that off. Crosby gets blocked by tight ends, one-on-one run plays. And then another one on that as well. Last season, when Farrell was in, the defense was much better against the run. And now the defense seems to be having trouble stopping the run. There's no excuse not to use Farrell. It'll help Crosby stay fresh for passing rush, pass rushing, too. That's a good point. Because that's one thing that Cleve Farrell's done really well. And I know Vinny will, will preach about it. I'll talk about it. Everyone has talked about it. Cleve Farrell, their defense is way better to stop the run when Cleve's in the game. 
That is true because there are some times where Max and Unique are just so pass rush heavy that it's just like, ah, man, he, right. he was too aggressive. Right. Got too deep. And it happens, but I still think that they are the better overall options. Maybe some oh, that, of course. That run, maybe, maybe that run could have been a two-yard run instead of a ten-yard run. Well, you got a better rusher. A better, I'll say this: in there. we had BD Williams on uh, earlier in the in the off season or preseason, leading up to the regular season, and we were talking about the Gus Bradley defense. And he's and and I asked about the run, stopping the run, and he said, "Well, you know, the Gus Bradley defense is really about getting to the to the quarterback. It's not really focused on trying to stop the run. And you know, they're not giving up as far as like averages. The numbers aren't bad if you look at it just on paper. But that's why you can't just judge a game off of paper. And you could tell who's a paper." person that just looks at paper and says oh this is what happened oh hey the Raiders are giving up 179 yards. you know I mean that's you could tell because if you look at a paper and you're just, oh they don't even there's not even four yards of carry that's great but it's not great the run defense is not great that's why I said watching that Bears game is just different than reading the stats because it's just like yo they punishing them out there right they exactly. can't stop them exactly even if the stats don't but even though they have you said like they were over 100 of course right but it still just looked like they were imposing their will on them exactly so there's there's you know you could always read stats a stat line and get an idea of what's going on but you really got to pay attention to be able to see you know some of the nuances like like the run defense for the Raiders uh got a text from Raider J in Sacramento the 916 on the Salmon Ash text line key to victory Come out with hair on fire and knock their blanks into the dirt. It's Raider Jay from Sacramento. And, you know, that goes back to what, DeMond, what you were saying earlier in the show about them starting fast. And they haven't started fast at all this season. And I said, I didn't think that they scored a first a first drive touchdown all year. And I said, I, I got to double check that to make sure I'm right. Well, not only was I right, they haven't scored a first drive <laughs> touchdown this season. But you can go back to last season. It's been 12 games in a row. Got that tweet. Matter of fact, let me give credit to where credit's due. Because I wasn't sure. I was not 100% sure. Haven't had a touchdown in an opening drive in 12 games. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Correction, 11 games. 11 games. uh, Same thing. Same thing, man. Going back to last season. Right, exactly. That was from uh, Raider Bella on Twitter. So uh, thank you for for that uh, tweet to to get me on point. But uh, yeah, 11 games in a row. They have not scored a first drive touchdown. That, I'm sorry, is not winning ball. You've got to go out there and you've got to score on your opening drive. I mean, I'm not mad. Uh, a lot of times they they defer <laughs> and they and they take the ball in the second half. That's great, but man, you got to when you get that ball the the first possession of the game, man, you got to go down there and you got to score. You just got to put it in the end zone and just kind of establish something early. You, you really do. Now, I, I like it when they get the ball coming out of the second half, coming out of the locker room, and then they go down and score. That's awesome because that 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 first drive in the third quarter is great. But as of late, as we've seen, that hasn't been there either. So, there you go. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation. Listen to the line. Who we got up, DeMond? Fargo Raider. Our guy, Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Q, unrespected alumni. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Respected. <laughs> my bad, DeMond. I had to do it. No, you're right. Hey, no, you're good. Respected. You're good. Thank, thank you for putting that respect on my name. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to say... My case to the game, I'm going to start off with, uh, you got to protect car, man. You can't, You got to upgrade from Julio's car insurance to Progressive. Uh-huh. Maldonado. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you got to, I was wondering also if you could take, uh, give me your thoughts on uh, Illuminar taking snaps at right tackle. <sighs> yeah. My second key, actually, is to get that run game going and the play action game going. 
so we can open up the field. You know, we got Barber back this week healthy, as I, I, I saw. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if we could get that one-two punch going with them. And number three, I was a... Uh, I was thinking we need to get home with the, with that pressure. And Gakwe is supposed to be the fastest uh, get-off in the league at .74 seconds. So we need to see that pay off and get home. I want to see I want to see them on their ass, you know? It's yeah. time we get, we, we get them cooking. If he gets off that fast, I think Crosby was up there in the top five, too. They need to capitalize on that. Right. Right. Good, Thank good. you, guys. You guys have a good one. All right. You too, my man. Appreciate you. Enjoy the game on Sunday. And look, Ngakwe was getting off even on, on Sunday against the Bears. I mean, he was giving Justin Fields the business. He got he got home twice, sacked him twice. Uh, matter of fact, on the first sack that he got, he, he was able to get him around his ankles trying to catch up to Justin Fields. And, and that's when uh, Fields got injured a little bit, kind of hyperextended his knee. Uh, yeah, he, he'll get back there. He's been getting pressures. He just hasn't gotten a lot of sacks and, and, and picked up his first two as a Raider last week against the Bears. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not as mobile as Justin Fields. He sure as hell ain't as mobile as Lamar Jackson. I think Crosby and Ngakwe have an opportunity to eat. That Bronco offensive line is leaky. It really is. They've given up, uh, I believe, 11 sacks already. To, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's been sacked 11 times. So there, it's there. It's absolutely there. They just got to get home. And I don't think they need to blitz. I think they can get home with the, the front four and make it happen. You know, make, make Teddy Bridgewater uncomfortable. You know, you as you say that, I'm a little upset because it's just like, that's the same thing we said in the last game about getting after Chicago. And even though they did. They did. But it was just like, oh, their offensive line's looking a little shaky. It was. They're giving up sacks. And then they it's just did. Like, well, how the hell they lose the game then? Well, that's a great question. It wasn't because of Justin Fields. He didn't do anything. What did he do? He made 12 completions. Uh, I was going to say 11. All right, 12. I, yeah. I, I was going to short him one. Yeah. That, he didn't do anything. Justin Fields didn't beat the Raiders. The Raiders beat the Raiders. They didn't show up. Their, their defense showed up. But their offense didn't do anything till late in the game. They scored nine stinking points. Nine. That's not a that's that's that team, and I said it on I said it on Sunday, I said it on Monday, and I said it all week. That was not the Raiders out there playing. That was a, a, a complete disaster. Even Derek Carr said it after the game. You heard it, you were there, you were passing the mic around. Nine points in this league ain't gonna cut it. No blank. You sure ain't gonna cut it. I like how the texter too, and he said they need to put him on their blanks. He that he added the blank himself. Hey man, they know this is a radio. They keep it clean for me. See, I like that too because in Texas they used to try to set me up because I would just read them real quick. <laughs> He'll read anything. Yeah, they would re- they would say some stupid stuff, and I'd get halfway through it, and all of a sudden I'd be like, man, I can't say that on the radio. What are you trying to set me up for? How about this one? Chillin' Raider fan. I like that. Chillin' Raider fan in San Jose. Hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Q, keys to the game. Number one, pain. Number two, pain. Number three, pain. There you go. Bring the pain. That's all it is. Simple as that. Bring the pain. Bring the pain. I like that. That's Chillin' Raider fan in San Jose. That's the 408 right there. Got a text from Triz in Maryland. Shout out to Maryland. Home of Unique Ngakwe. Went to college there. With regard to John Gruden's offense, will D.C. continue to communicate with John Gruden being that they're next-door neighbors? I don't know. I didn't think about that. I'm sure that they're going to run by each other, and I'm sure that they'll run into each other. I don't know. Look, I'm not going to speculate anything because I have no idea what's going on in the Gruden household these days. I, I can imagine I would hate to, I would hate to be in his shoes 
because it's like everybody and their mother is talking about him. Like every time you turn the TV on, it doesn't matter what channel you're watching, somehow he comes back up. So I, I feel bad for the family. I feel bad for everyone that's got to deal with that. I don't even like, especially when I was coming up when I was younger and the Raiders would lose a game, I wouldn't even want to turn on ESPN because it's going to be like, oh, the Raiders lost. You know what I mean? And Exactly. You know what I mean? You get that feeling. You know how it is, yeah, you know? because the worst feeling of all of this, John Gruden, you can feel bad, you know, you can be regretful, but it's the shame. Right. Nobody likes feeling shameful. I mean, you 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 Google Gruden, and you know what's coming up. That's there forever, man. That That's that's what really stinks. It really does. I mean, that's just and – that, and that's unfortunate. Again, that's unfortunate for the whole family. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm – Taking football out of it, I'm talking about real life. Like, I don't want my son to have to Google my name and all of a sudden something horrific comes up or something like, oh, super shameful, you know? And thank God, knock on wood, that that's not the case. You know, hopefully nothing in life ever comes up where it's like that. But I'm just, you, you don't want that, you know? And and, and as as a, a, a Myers, I wouldn't want my dad to Google my name and all of a sudden something shameful come up. And that's a, that's a shameful on, on his name. You know what I mean? Like, you are... A representation of, of of who you are, of your parents, of your family, you know, and that's that means a lot, man. And so, you know, I, I expect my son to always be on point and not not get himself caught up in something where all of a sudden, you know, Google his name and something terrible comes up. Like, I, I, that's that's not you're not supposed to do that. You're just not supposed to do that. And that's 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 an unfortunate part of uh, of this whole situation as well. Uh, one more text. Do we have a, a, another call that you want me to get to real quick? Okay. One more text real quick, then we'll take a break. Sunday is the start of the ace game for Carr. A new era is coming. All right. I don't have the name on that one, but I do appreciate the text. Sunday is the start of the ace game for Carr. A new era is coming. Thank you so much for that. Uh, keep that feedback coming. 702-365-9200. That's the Radio Nation listener line. Of course, the Salmon Ash text line. 69187, keyword R&R. When we come back, we'll give our NFL picks. We'll tell you how we're doing so far through the season. Where's DeMond at? Where I'm at? And we'll go through them pretty quick right here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 220 is the time here on Unnecessary Roughness. Raider Nation Radio 920 on this Friday, baby. Flying through. Another day. Heading into the weekend. UNLV gets in action. Utah State, Allegiant Stadium. Kickoff is at 4 o'clock tomorrow. We'll have Paloma Villacana coming up to talk about that game and about 10 minutes. I like this, man. Ride this one out. Hold up. Hold them up. Swole them up. What? What? Yeah. For the uninitiated, <laughs> this is Who Run by 3-6 Mafia. This is Respected Alum 101. <laughs> if he respected alum, not on one. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Here we go. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Everyone is respected on that line. Let's talk to Mr. Black. What's on your mind, Mr. Black? Hey, aloha, brother. Hey, aloha. Yeah, calling from Hawaii. Nice. Uh, big, Raider Nation's big in the islands. I need to be there then. I need to come hang out, represent. You know that. Uh, what I want to see with offense is just more of a quick, quick starts. Let's let's get the ball hiked at ten seconds uh, remaining on the game clock. I mean, on the you know the play clock. Let's play faster and attack, attack. You know the old saying: the run sets up the pass. Well, let's start with the pass sets up the run. Okay. Let's get the ball downfield. We got Rugs, Edwards. We got 
Renfro, Waller, some good receivers. Let's start attacking more. Attack, attack, attack. I like it. I like it. That's good stuff right there. That's good stuff representing right there from the islands. Make sure you go check out my guy, man. Go check out Aaron uh, there out in Maui. He's got the Maui Jelly Factory. Some good stuff right there. You like that, huh? You like how I tied that all together? I knew you were going to do it. Did you? you I didn't, knew you were going to do you it. You didn't know that. Yes, I did, you man. You know me that well, huh? Hawaii, you know, islands, the Maui Jelly. Yeah. What is it, like, we the Ninth Island? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we are. You know what's funny about that? I'm glad you mentioned that, because we are the Ninth Island, right? I know that. I've only been here a couple months. I'm not going to say what news I was watching one morning, but I watch the news every morning. <laughs> no, I do. I watch the news every morning. I wake up at 5.30 every morning. This is my routine, and I turn on the news, and it's on. So you can imagine it's one of those news channels. Not going to say which one it is. By the way, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports is coming up uh, in a few minutes to talk all things UNLV. And it was it was some kind of uh, a feature on something Hawaiian. And the lady that was out there said, yeah, well, you know, we're the seventh island. And I was, it was like 530 in the morning. And I was like, it's the ninth island. I got offended. <laughs> How are you not going to know? <laughs> I was like, I've only been here a couple months. It's the ninth island. Exactly. Anyway, I just had to get that off my chest that you brought it up. I had to, I had to speak on it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Man, you getting fired up. You always making content. I know. I know. It's always. The wife gets so tired of it, too. She's like, do you ever just shut it down? No. No, I really don't. Uh, let's go out to Seattle. Let's go talk to our guy, Trevor in Seattle. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's up? It's happy Friday. Yes. Uh, was listening to you guys talking about, you know, the pass rush getting home on the leaky offensive line. I agree. We got the we got the talent, but we got to force the other team to pass. I mean, we scored nine points, mm-hmm. and they got a rookie quarterback. What are they going to do? They're going to run the ball. You know, right. you get seventeen passing attempts to to get home. It's just not enough. So I think our offense comes out, puts some points on the board. It's going to give our defensive line some more opportunities to go out there, make those game changing plays, get unique out there, get a strip sack, the kind of things that we want to see. But you know, until we put the pressure on them to pass, they're going to happily just run it all day right no no you're right about that that's true i mean you got to get out that's why you got to score fast you got to get out there early into the game and get things going because man if you're not scoring why did they don't need to pass yeah exactly so I, w- I would love to see us get off to a hot start i know a lot of people have been saying that but uh just put some points on the board and and make them you know go into their playbook and you know take those five step dropbacks mm-hmm. and uh let our guys eat there you go Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you for calling from Seattle, man. We appreciate you on this Friday. Let's hustle back out one more time to the Raider Nation listener line and uh, talk to our guy, Raider Mike. What's on your mind, Mike? What's up, my man? Chilling. Uh, we're healing. We're healing. I think the, these guys are finally focused after a, a tumultuous week of hell. And they've dropped that bomb on our Godfather's Day. The timing was ridiculous. So we've got Angry Raiders. Very angry. I want them to get off the bus as hulks. The angrier they are, the stronger they get. I want them to be like Alonzo on training day. King Kong ain't got nothing on <laughs> Let's go! That's what I want. I think that's what we're going to see. Hell so anyway, yeah. I love we need it. To first, first or second play of the uh, game. Do what Madden used to do. Go to bomb. To Branch, same thing with rugs. You open up this playbook, jet sweeps, bubble screens, quick passes where they can't do anything about it. And uh, that pass rush is going to eat. And I agree with the other caller. Cleese, biggest strength, is against the run. And they are going to try and run us. So 
let Max rest on obvious run plays, and bring him in. So anyway, that's all I got. We're going to get this W. We need it. We deserve it. Better team, better coaching, way better quarterback, who now has the reins released. Let him eat. Raiders! There you go. Great call right there, Raider Mike. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Now, I ain't seen a whole lot of movies, but I've seen that movie. Great movie. Great movie. Love it. You Shout think you can Denzel. do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> Go, man. Get in the character, man. Go on. We'll be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get through with you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. Good stuff, Raider Mike. I definitely appreciate that. We will get to our NFL picks. I know we've been talking about it for like two days now, but we will get to them. We'll get to them after we talk to Paloma Villicana from Fox 5 Sports. She's coming up next to talk all things UNLV. But Mr. Black, appreciate you. Trevor in Seattle, appreciate you. And of course, Raider Mike, appreciate the calls off the Raider Nation listener line. 227 is the time. And this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. And here we are, 231 is the time. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm glad you picked this song, Damon. I like, like this that. song. I like this song. You know, the funny thing about it is I only knew the beat for the longest, right? And I was like, man, I like what he says in this song, but I don't know it. And someone told me, they're, oh, it's a TikTok song. Anyway. Too old for all that stuff. But they this song. wanna see me do my yeah. dance. And a million dollar. Whatever. I like this song. I do. I'll give you this one. Good choice right there. Right now, <laughs> another good choice is our next guest I'm very excited to bring on. Paloma Villacana. Fox 5 Sports covers UNLV like a glove, covers the Raiders like a glove, covers all kinds of sports here in Las Vegas like a glove. And Paloma, thank you so much for your time. And uh, today I was doing some research, as I try to always do, and realized that you were a TCU Horn Frog and. You came from the yes. Big 12, and I was in Central Texas, and I was really covering Baylor like a glove, but covering the whole Big 12, so oh. it's almost like we're oh. neighbors. <laughs> um, I wouldn't call us friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we ain't friends anymore, but... <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. See, the, the, I, I didn't go to Baylor. I just covered Baylor. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, anything Baylor... Like they're not cool, so <laughs> that, that is so funny. That is so funny because I I, I immediately click and, and think that too because that's just how it gets down with TCU and Baylor. That's exactly what Baylor fans yeah. will say about TCU as well. But before we get into UNLV, because I brought this yeah. up on the uh, on the air the other day, was when Baylor had their whole scandal with Art Browse and that whole sexual assault, mm-hmm. and it was awful. I said it was a big slow drip process where you found out news like little pieces, little pieces, little pieces. And obviously these are not the same circumstances, but it felt like this situation going on with all these emails and everything with Gruden and everything is almost going to be that same slow drip process that we saw with Baylor. Yeah, it's almost like a peeling back the onion, you know, mm-hmm. like layer after layer after layer. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen next. Like what, what more information is going to happen next? And what, what does this lead to? So, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, you know, it's just it's been a crazy week. Honestly, I have coffee right next to me. Like it's just been a week, bro. Right. No, it has. <laughs> we, we've been saying that all week. Like it's just I've never seen a week like this in sports ever covering sports. I've never seen a week yeah. like this. But here we are. So uh, I did. <laughs> I did want to get into UNLV with you. They have a game on Saturday against Utah State at Allegiant Stadium. And uh, from everything I've been hearing and reading, 
this is going to be the one. This is the one where the, 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 the Rebels should come out with a W or at least feel pretty good about coming out with a W. Of course, they got to go in there and handle their business. But how are you feeling about this game? What's the vibe you're getting from the team and the coach coming off a, a bye week heading into this game against Utah State? Yeah, I think the guys have a refreshed mind. I think the bye week was the perfect time for them halfway through their season. They had a lot of starters banged up in, in the San Antonio game. Um, so they really needed that bye week to, to get healthy on offense and defense. Um, and back at practice this week, it, it did look like the Rebels were trending in the, in the positive direction. A lot of guys were back healthier. Uh, I didn't see Doug Brumfield practice this week. Um, he's still dealing with a back injury. Uh, so it, in what I saw at practice, it looks like Cam Friel is going to start on Saturday, the true freshman quarterback. Um, so that's that's great for Cam. I mean, I think he's getting better each game, getting better each week. So, um, yeah, my, my take on the Rebels this week is that they look refreshed. They look healthier. Coach seems to have a refreshed mind. He's pretty peppy and positive in his, his Monday presser. So, um, yeah, the, the vibe I'm getting is that these guys, they feel good. Um, obviously, they're super hungry to get a win. And a lot of the guys were just like, you know, the message for the next seven games to close out the season is to finish. They just need to finish these ball games. They've been really close. They've had three games this season where it's come down to, you know, two plays, three plays, mm-hmm. last drive, you know, an inch, you know. So, so all the guys are on the same page that they need to go out, they need to play four quarters, and they need to finish, finish on top. And, damn, I hope they finish on Saturday because <laughs> – <laughs> I'm like ready for a win and, and ready to get my show, um, you know, a win and, and talk talk about a win with coach and have some good vibes and all that. Right. No no doubt about it. We're talking right now with Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got a question for you. Yeah, speaking of players being banged up, we see Connor Murphy. He basically just retired. He's done what the team did. Was this a decision that was made just this week or was this something that – maybe the Rebels knew it was going to happen eventually. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see him during the bye week, and I thought he was just banged up because he was banged up uh, right after Iowa State. He was banged up on the bike, you know, just not practicing. Um, I wasn't sure what his injury was, but I was like, oh, Connor's not, you know, he's not practicing. He's just got to maybe tweak or whatever. I didn't see him during the bye week, and I was like, I don't know, maybe he's like, he's literally hurt or something, whatever. And then I didn't see him this week, and I was like, nah, something's up. Like, something's up, you know? Like, why is this kid not here for three weeks now, you know? Two weeks, whatever it be. Um, so I reached out to his family, and I'm, I'm kind of close with his family, and uh, they just said that he, he's been dealing with a lot of injuries, and um, you know he's one of their he's one of their starters. You know, yeah, exactly. This was supposed to be a big recruit yeah. transfer from USC. Um, you know, yeah, he's a big name, big name, six year senior defensive end. Um, and he was having a strong season to, to start off the season. So um, it kind of shocked me that he had just a string of injuries um, that he was dealing with. And then I think he moved to defensive tackle too, and was getting just banged up, banged up, banged up. Um, and he's got two babies at home, so I, I'm not sure. To be honest, it's kind of like maybe he's just hanging up the cleats to be with his family and right. be with his babies. Um, but, you know, it's also a mental thing. Like, you know, I know mm-hmm. these guys get hurt and, you know, they're not playing. And, you know, he was dealing with an elbow. He was dealing with an ankle. 
Um, so, you know, my, my best, best of love to him and his family. Great, great, great kid, really mature. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a huge name, no longer with the Rebels. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of another super senior that you didn't say was in the mix to start, you know, for that quarterback's position, Tate Martell. <laughs> How long is he? Come on, I, I'm a Tate Martell guy. He's been guy. riding this train for all season exactly. long. Come all on. season he's been riding this train. No, 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 no. Y'all hear me. Like, I'm talking defense. I'm talking whatever, defensive end, whatever. Number one question I get, so is Tate starting on Saturday? Is Tate going <laughs> to start on Saturday? And I'm like, I'm, I'm talking about Chuck Wagon, you know? Right, <laughs> is right. Is Tate starting on Saturday? Um. Dude looks good. Dude looks good. He's out of his boot. Um, he was, he, he's, poor guy's been hurt all year. So, uh, to be honest, I think this was his best practice. Um, he was rolling around. He looked like he didn't have any limitations. You know, he was running around. He looks good to me. So, I, I could see him go in if Cam Friel's struggling. Um, my guess is Cam Friel's QB1, Tate Martell's QB2. And Justin Rogers with QB three. That's my take. But um, yeah, I mean, if Cam if Cam's struggling, I have no doubt Coach will put Tate in, and we've seen we've seen him do that. So um, the number one thing with the Rebels, they just need to build that chemistry, build that consistency with the quarterback. Like you know, we're we're about to be six games into the season now, and I think the Rebels are still trying to find that consistency with their quarterback. So. That's just been the big storyline this year. Yeah, that's that's the big bugaboo. If you don't have a quarterback, man, you just you really you know you can't get that team going and, and going in the right direction because you again, like yeah. you said, consistency. That's so important. We're talking some UNLV Rebels right now. We're gonna actually touch on the Running Rebels as well. A little hoop action with Paloma Villacana right now on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. And uh, going back to Coach Royal real quick. I mean, he's still looking for that first win, but he's still staying positive. He's still staying energetic. Mm-hmm. What is it about Coach? What is it about the staff? that is able to go ahead and keep that positive outlook and, and still have that energy to to keep the, the guys focused when it's all about wins and losses. Everyone wants to get a win, and when you haven't got one, it's easy to put your head down. But for some reason, mm-hmm. he's able to keep those guys with their heads up and out there competing. Yeah, I mean, you have to realize that Coach Arroyo came in and, and scrapped everything. I mean, the, he started his program from the bottom. You know, he just completely got rid of how these guys were used to playing football, completely brand new program. So in his eyes, he's seeing growth. He's seeing baby steps. He's seeing growth. Um, and, and I think the, the Fresno State, the Fresno State game was his best game. And that was a game where I was like, all right, his team looks much improved mm-hmm. um, at, at Fresno State. And in his eyes, it's like, obviously, we're not there in the building every day seeing what's happening every day. But... I mean, there's no doubt, there's no doubt that these guys look faster, stronger, and, and more improved this season uh, than last year. So it, 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 it's all trending upward. They just got to finish a game. Right. Like they really got to finish a game, be smart, um, be disciplined, and they just got to finish a game because they've come close. And then they've also played, you know, Arizona State and Iowa State and, you know, some, some big teams, some big ranked teams this year. And, and, and they were in there. They were in there with Fresno State, too. So, um, yeah, I think, I think he's so positive because he started from absolutely nothing. Like, these guys, a completely brand-new page during COVID, on Zoom, learning the playbook, on Zoom, 
you know, everything was virtual. You know, all the guys were just drinking through a fire hose. So for this season to actually be in person and sit down in meetings and face-to-face, this is really his first, really his first in-person season with everything normal. Right. No, you're, you're right about that. And, and uh, you know, this game, I'm, I'm assuming and I'm, I'm hearing, like I said before, that uh, this game, they have a real good chance against Utah State and uh, would love to see them get that first W, especially at home at Allegiant Stadium. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Nice little celebration. Now, I did want to switch over to hoops. Uh, Coach Kruger's got, yeah. got looked like he has a pretty good team, very athletic team. Uh, four transfers from the Big 12, two from UT, one yeah. from Oklahoma and one from West Virginia. I saw that you sat down with all those players uh, the other day. <laughs> How did that go? I, I know that none of them were horn frogs but besides that uh how did that go and and how exciting uh, are they or how excited are they for the upcoming season yeah i mean these kids are really talented i mean kruger's got a great group of guys every practice that i've been to it's intense the energy is super high i think the talent is 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 night and day from from last year where they had a really young team last year um, and obviously it's a, a completely brand new team, nine new players, only three guys returning. So um, it, it's to me, I'm excited to watch the Running Rebels this year. I want to see all this new talent out there. And these guys also want to start, you know, playing other teams and getting their, their season going. Um, but it's been fun to watch them. It's been really fun. The Big 12 transfers, the four guys, they told me that they've, played against each other growing up and like you know in college and everything the two guys from texas they knew each other growing up um so they already have that chemistry they already have that work ethic from big 12 uh programs they all went to the ncaa tournament so they have that experience um so it's it's fun honestly watching them during practice is fun so I can't wait for the season to start. I'm like, it's going to get here real quick. Real like, I'm going to go to bed and it'll be, it'll be here. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. My man, Damon's got a hoop question he want to ask you as well. Go ahead, Damon. Yeah, speaking of practice, the Rebels, they had that open practice yesterday, a fundraiser for Robert Smith. And uh, did you, did you, were you there or have you heard anything about the turnout for that practice? I wasn't there. Um, I was off yesterday, but I think it went really well. I think they raised over twenty five thousand wow. uh, dollars for him, so that's great. Great to see. Um, I know the guys looked like they were having fun. They they definitely and this is this is the thing. Like this this group has such a good vibe. Like they're all so fun, and it looks like they're having a really fun time out there on the court. So I think oh, I can't wait to like be in a Thomas and Mac and see <laughs> Thomas and Mac pack. Because last year it was like, oh, man, like there was not one single person in the Thomas and Mac and playing those games were just, oh, it was awful. Right. Mm-hmm. Excited. I'm yeah. Excited. And, and that place can get loud, man. That place can get real loud. I mean, I've had a few experiences there, and I know, I know that that place gets real loud when things get cooking in there. So yeah. uh, I'm excited about some uh, UNLV hoops coming up. And a uh, final question for you What are your thoughts on, yeah. on Coach Kruger? How, how are you feeling about him? What's the vibe you've gotten from him just kind of interacting with him? <laughs> So the guys, the players, they say that he's really funny. Like, he's sarcastic. Like, he has jokes. Like, um, the other day at practice, they weren't switching very well. So he played this Will Smith song called Switch. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of that. <laughs> yes, yes. Talking, okay, okay. Super annoying. Super annoying song, whatever. <laughs> he played that song for, like, 30 minutes wow. during practice. Wow. So they could switch. And so he's got jokes. Like, he's got jokes. And I, I think he's funny. Like, he's really positive. 
Um, he always, you know, treats treats us all the reporters like, hey, we're just hanging out. How are you? You know, asks us how we're doing. Super nice, super cool. And the players are like, you know, anytime we hang out with him or go to his his house for dinner or whatever, it's just like family. Like it's not like he's our coach and we need to like you know, act a certain way. Right. It's a very, like, family vibe. And that's 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 just, you know, his dad, him, UNLV. It's kind of just, like, the history they have. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, it's cool. Kevin's cool. I can't wait. Can't wait for the red zone when when he's he's on there too. So right, right. Well, you yeah. you do a heck of a job hosting the red zone. We we'll always check it out, and I'm always getting some <laughs> little insights from you. And uh, that's how I found yeah. out about the the Big Twelve guys that weren't Horn Frog fans. But it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Paloma, yeah, what, what like, do you have? Right, what do you have coming up that folks should be on the lookout for? Yeah, I mean we have red zone um, this weekend too. Every every Sunday at ten thirty. Um, I'll have some more running rebels on nice. my on my show this weekend, and as of right now, because it's October, now that the running rebels are practicing, basically my red zones running rebels and UNLV football. So I'll have both both of those teams rolling, um, which is fun. I mean, it's more it's you know it's that time of year where football season and basketball season mm-hmm. start you know colliding, and I'm like, all right, I sleep, <laughs> extra coffee, right, more coffee cups. Yep. No, no, no day off. No days off. (laughs) No day. Oh, I, yeah. What's a day off? Right. No, no, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And yeah, I mean, if UNLV football can beat the Aggies this Saturday, then it'll be even a better show. So yeah. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. We'll keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. And uh, we definitely appreciate you sharing a few minutes of your time to talk to little UNLV with us. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Absolutely. There she goes right there, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports. You can find her on Twitter, at Paloma Villacana, uh, host of the Reb, Reb Zone show, uh, does a really good job with that, talking football and basketball. And it's it's that time of year. And I'll, I'll tell you this, Damon, um, you know, I love the fact that, that this is an NFL market. I love the fact that the Raiders are here. I love the fact that we're able to cover that uh, cover them like a glove as well. But, man, I'll tell you, uh, sometimes selfishly, I'm just like, man, I just want to go to a UNLV game. I just want to do this. But you know, you can't be every single no, place. Selfishly, you said that you said this is an NFL market. I went in my head. I was like, no, nah, this is running Rebel Town. What do you mean? Definitely an NFL market. I mean, it's what it is now. It's it's UNLV Town. You're right, but it's an NFL market now. It's a Golden Knights now. It's a professional market now. But it's like I said, I selfishly want to do everything and would love to be at every UNLV game, especially in hoop season. Man, there's not much better action than college basketball. You know what I mean? The atmosphere of the arena, and I know they didn't have fans last year, but the atmosphere of the arena, uh, the fans, uh, home and away fans that come in, I mean, it's just going on to Wednesdays and Saturdays and, you know, hanging out, that's... You know, man, like what I was saying earlier today, just going to make it about myself. You know, it was just like I want to do the coin toss at the at the showcase game today. I'm one of these games, I might have to put the headset back on and do some play-by-play for UNLV. They only, they only let respected <laughs> alum do that. Respect, they're going to be like, DeMar, <laughs> when you used to call those games, yo, who had the place. When jump. you called those plays at Perump. No, man, on UNLV, man, I'm talking about when that's, I used to do the, that's the radio what nobody, That's what nobody was listening, though. Man, people, people, people would leave the game. They were like Bartman. They were listening to the game <laughs> on the radio while they were at the game because they wanted to hear me calling the plays. Did they? Let, let me hear something. Go on, go on and give me, give me a little something, something. Just break it down, man. Just man, we got to get the break, man. You no, know, no, you know. no. Break it down, man. Come on, you put you put Carolina Teague on the spot. You made her uh, you made her do her best ring announcement. Yeah, you, you don't get this for free, Q. No, hey, we got to go to break. No, man. come on, we man. No, go to break. no, hey, look, man. Don't talk about it. You got to be about it. If you're gonna talk about it, be about it. Let we me hear something, man. We got to go to break, man. Let me hear something. From from baseline to baseline, give us something. Come on. 
Man, like I said, we got to go. Baseline to baseline. Let's you go. ain't getting this for free, Q. 250 is the time. Damon, he wasn't ready, wasn't prepared. Spotlight shine too bright. Good at some, don't ever do it for free. Respected alum was not ready. Come back and close out hour number two. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's why Q, of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Just got a couple more minutes left in this hour. We're going to kick into hour number three. We'll start things off with my guy, Brian Salmon, from Sports Director from News 3 in Las Vegas. Uh, we're touching all the news stations today. Boy, we're all over it. We're we're like a stop sign, man. We're all over town. That's just how we get down. Uh, we were going to hear some great play-by-play about from DeMond, but uh, he just didn't have it, man. He wasn't ready. Just wasn't ready. Got a tweet from the nap god. <laughs> That's what DeMond was doing. He was napping. And you had an opportunity, man. You know, you only got uh, one chance to make a first impression. Ain't you ever seen 8 Mile? You're the movie guy. You ain't ever seen 8 Mile? Terrible movie. It's definitely not a terrible movie. (laughs) I am very, I'm very selective with the movies that I actually go and watch. Hip-hop movies, I'm always all about it. Uh, Movies that I think are about, like, gangster movies, I'll always watch. Just because. You know what I mean? Like, that's just that's just I enjoy those movies. I'll tell you one movie I watched and I thought that uh I thought it was it was one thing and it was to me it was terrible but everyone liked it. What was that Adam Sandler movie where um uh Kevin Kevin Garnett was in it? It was he was like a jewelry guy. You know what movie I'm talking Uncut about? Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Yes. I thought that was like a hood hood movie. You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Okay, here we go. This is going to be good even though Adam Sandler's on it and it's kind of weird." I thought it was going to be something like a you know, I don't know what you were expecting. I was expecting some kind of tough hood style movie, you know, like uh, like Power, you know, Power on Stars. Remember that TV show? Yeah, but I like that show. That was a good show. Or Empire before it got all silly on me. But I thought it was going to be something like that, where it wasn't, and I definitely didn't like the movie at all. You but, didn't like it? No, but everyone else that I talked to loves it. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I thought it was terrible. See, you said okay. It's good. It was nah. Yeah, you said okay. You you let your real feelings out already. That ending, come on. That ending was woo. I don't, remember, I don't even remember the ending. I might have left before it was even over. I was not entertained. He wins the big bet, but the guy was just like, nah, man. Oh, is that where he shots him? Or shoots him? <laughs> shots him. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you didn't spoil it if anybody else it's, was out there. It's like four years old. Is it really, man? No, it was like two years ago. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? It's all the same. Anyway, the nap god hit us up on Twitter. UNLV had the phone ready to call at Demond the Boss, but he wasn't ready, so they put the phone away, shaking my head. I love this show. He's talking about me on that part. It's talking about me. I'm telling you, y'all want me to reach in that bag. Let's I go, get, Danny. I'll Danny, reach, I'll reach in that Look, bag. Dan, we'll reach in that damn bag, y'all, man. Y'all, we know yo, your bag's not very big, so it's, it's not like those, you can't find it. I'll, it's like the pump fake. It's like y'all your, ain't ready. Y'all your ain't pump ready. fake ain't good either. Y'all ain't ready because y'all gonna yo. What? Yo, y'all gonna be wanting to play by play for a game that ain't even happening, bro. Well, like, give us some. Y'all man. not ready. Y'all give us some. We got Brian coming up at three. I, the crowd will be so riveted. The audience will say, Q, shut up and just take a back seat. Let DeMond just call a fictional game for the rest of the show. Well, and go I don't for want it. that to happen. Well, go for it. I don't want that to happen, Q. I, I, I don't mind. I'll take the time off. I've been working my tail off all week. Go ahead. 
You know, I like Go I said, ahead. man. You can talk to Brian. Brian's Yo, a good dude. The Brian can hold is, it down. The bag is so full. The bag is so diverse. Man, I don't want to have to reach in this bag. Your bag couldn't even hold a dime. Yo, it's like <laughs> I don't want y'all. You couldn't even hold a dime in that bag. I don't you know wanna, what I'm talking about. I don't want to do it to y'all, man. Okay. I know how y'all want it. But y'all just gonna have to keep asking for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, we're not. We're definitely not gonna keep asking for it. This they was go. you had a small section of this uh, this little segment right here. This little small couple minutes of, of, of opportunity to shine, and maybe someone would have picked it up and been like, "Oh, that's good." But now they'll never know. And when you when when you, you you're guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take, bro. You think Steph Curry became the three point champ by not firing off a three? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't get where he's at by asking Aisha to cook, even though she cooks a damn good everything. He didn't get it by having Aisha do the heavy lifting. He went out there and did what he had to do. Just saying. I'm trying to learn you, but, man, you got to you gotta get from underneath the wing at some point, man. You got to go on and learn how to swim on your own. Coming from a guy who don't know how to swim. 259 is the time. Coming up next, my guy, Brian Salmon, Sports Director, News 3 Las Vegas, going to talk all things Raiders, what he's been seeing in practice, what he's getting from the vibe he's getting from the players, and interim head coach Rich Basaccia. That's coming up next on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.